Metu Netter, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tahuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 17, The Deities of Metu Netter, beginning at page 221 with section Seker. Seker, the third spear of the tree of life, is the divine faculty that is in charge of the life force, Ra, which is the formative base of all things in the world. Although the source of life is infinite, each entity is allowed to share in its infinite, infinite, infinity through a series of cycles of births. Each entity is thus allotted a finite portion of this life force at a time, for its adventure in the world. This recycling principle governs the cycles of birth, growth, decay, death, rebirth, and on. The life force behaves in a manner in conformity with the divine intention of guiding man to the realization of his divinity. Would most people bother to develop themselves and exert themselves if they were born with full, with full functionality? as most reptiles and low creatures are, eternal youth and indestructibility. We are thus spurred on to exert ourselves in our youth to provide for the days that will surely come when we will be incapable of doing so, and of course by the ultimate which is death. The subjection of the existence of all things to cyclical revolutions which is governed by the deity Kefir defines their life term into two fundamental phases, birth, growth, and decay, death. Thus, we achieve an influence of experiences through an infinite chain of finite existences. The phrase of birth, rebirth, is under the dominion of Kefir, while the phrase of decay and death is symbolized by the henu or af boat in which travels the aged ra kefir or amia brings all things into manifestation through the 50 sound units of power residing in the third sphere these sound units, which are the basis of all Hekau, are metamorphosized as the eggs of a beetle, symbolizing Kefir and the 50 gates of Bana, the 50 skulls strung at the necklace of Kali, the 50 oarsmen propelling the boat of Ausar, and they are analogous to the 500,000 or so eggs that, are every, that every woman is born with. At this level, these spiritual powers do not manifest the things of which they are the germs, but the underlying structure that provides the order governing the harmonious interactions of the forces shaping the information of things and their interactions. These structures appoint the places in space and time, ordering all manifestations incidentally because its creative function corresponds to the female gender which the Canaanite tradition supports. This deity often appears in its female form when invoked. 
As such, her name is Sekert. The male side of the deity rules over the death process. Sekert was the deity of the necropolis at Saqqara, allied, allied to it in this function was the monster Almit or Almaum, whose functions was to destroy the ab of the deceased who failed to live in harmony with the laws of Ma'at. During life, its activities are felt as the pangs of conscious guilt, self-recriminations, etc. These are the warnings that are on the path to the failed destiny. This is to be expected as Sakur governs our destiny. The comedic term for destiny is skur, and for plane, it's sekur, or plan, it is sekur, which are clearly etymologically related to sekur. Two things can occupy the same place at the same time. Divine law, therefore, guarantees all things their day in the sun. Our coming into being and the unfolding of all events in our life are controlled by the spiritual forces at the secular level for the sake of maintaining order in this world. Destiny, therefore, is nothing more nor less than the expression of the structure, the plan that governs the unfolding of people's lives in order to guarantee them success. It is amazing to see how people are aware of the confusion and disorder that follow from the lack of planning and structure, yet fail to realize that the same would happen in nature and in the world if the supreme being had not laid out a plan to guide the lives of men and nations as above. So, below. When we die or transcend the way of life in which earthly pleasure and personal interest are the motivating factors of our actions and undertakings, we come under the governorship of the deity Seker. In either case, we have died to the earthly physical or spirituality. The doctrines of Seker represent then the teachings that kill. We must remember that this does not mean a joyous life. Quite the contrary, it is one, as we will see, as we will later see, that leads to greater ecstasy. When we keep in mind that the spirit is essentially unconditioned, it will be realized that our spirit is ever receptive to be reprogrammed to express joy and pleasure in response to any situation or stimulus. We can therefore transcend a way of life in which our will is led by what gives us pleasure and change over a way in which pleasure allows our will to live new truths. Allied with the idea of dying to things of the world is the host of symbols used to explain the domain of the deity and the book in the, quote, book of that which is the underworld, un, end quote, the fourth hour which represents the domain of Seker is described as a region in which there are no cultivation fields to be distributed to the faithful followers of Ra. It is full of thick darkness, its floor is covered with sand, and it is lacking water. This region is called Ta, land of Say Cree. Note that the Cree in the name conceals the Heka Kring of the deity. 
The truths that we must live at this sphere of the tree of life corresponds to the cycles governing natural, natural phenomena. These were discussed in previous chapters. The point to note here is that the times for eating, exercising, having sex, performing certain types of work, meditating must not be dictated by our feelings, cravings, or social or economic factors, but by the cyclical mechanisms governing nature. The discipline of adhering to the cycles governing life that this fear imposes upon us is for the sake of it enabling us to succeed in the use of words of power as their manifestations are ordered by the law of cycles in order to keep them from conflicting with each other. All Hekau are based on 50 single sound units which are symbolized in the phonetic Kabbalistic system as the 50 gates of Bana or the goddess Ama through which all things in the world come into being and are recycled. In India, she appears as Kundala or Kali, the great mother who wears the necklace of 50 skulls. As mistress of the words of power, the mother of all living things, she is depicted traveling in the boat of the star Cyrus, which is propelled by 50 oarsmen. These sound units are distributed throughout the 14 chakras making up man's subtle body. As this sphere corresponds to the highest manifestation of man's spiritual power, it is the dwelling place of the power aspect of his spirit. In the Kemetic tradition, it is the Sekhem. In the Kabbalistical, the Sekina. In the Indus tradition, the Shakti. Men who wielded this power were given the title of Shechem. In fact, this is the true title for the Kemetic king of kings. The term found its way into the Arabic where we find the great royal leaders are called Saik, Sheik. In India, the Kundalini yogis are called Shakta and their counterpart further up north are called shamans. It is important to note that all of these cognate terms will begin with the letter SH. Egyptologists commonly render the term as Sekem, even though many words written with the hieroglyph for S appear as SH in the SH in the Coptic Hebraic, Hebraic, Hebraic and Phoenician. We see the name in the Hindu rendition of many Dravidian words. For example, Shakti in Shakta are also rendered Shakti in Shakta. Ma'at, pronounced Ma'at, corresponds to the faculty in which man wherein is intuited the experience to urge to live in truth. The name and the meaning are derived from the hieroglyph that is the phonetic symbol of ma, the measure of cubit. The connection of measurement with truth is one of the most profound achievements of the African mind. We saw that the name of Ma'at's complement to Hudi is also based on the idea of measurement. When something one side of an equation is known it is because we have an objective standard, the other side of the equation against which is to measure it. 
hence the double measure of Tahuti or the Uchatu Meut, weighing of words and the weighing of the heart judgment, etc. The construction of all things, unfolding of all events are based on the universal patterns underlying the activities of all natural forces. While some of the patterns underlying physical phenomena have been discovered and codified by Western scientists, Africans and other non-Western people have discovered and codified the patterns governing our day-to-day existence and spiritual development. In other words, the quality of life and the destiny of men and nations are ruled by forces that are measurable and subject to the codifications into immutable laws that are the factors of governing physical and chemical phenomena. In the esoteric tradition, the brand of study governing these laws is cosmology, the embodiment of these laws against which the actions and beliefs of man are weighed, measured, is ma'at. By extension, the term ma'at has several denotations in the everyday language of the Kemetic people, straight rule law canon by which the lives of men is kept straight, real, unalterable, upright, righteous, and steadfast or consistent. The last correspondence, steadfast or consistent, is of extreme importance. In the comedic tradition, a person cannot claim that he is living truth if he has not been consistent in the observance of the spiritual laws at each and every crossroads situation. This is why it is said, today as yesterday, tomorrow as today is truth. We have seen that the basis of truth is living by a standard imposed by our essential divine nature. This leads unavoidably to the question of where does man find the strength to rise to a moral standard of which God is the standard of measure. In the comedic tradition, the answer has been concealed in their metaphoric mode of communicating spiritual scientific information. Ma'at is the daughter of Ra, we are told, but it's the meaning has been clouded by the popular belief that Ra represents the sum or the sun god. Ra pronounced Ra and not Re, hence our our light, aurum gold, oral aura, aura, ra, deation, our radiant, fiery, etc., corresponds to the solar energy or life force stored in physical bodies. It is the Kundalini of Hindus, the Chi of Chinese, metaphysics, again, a Ganyu of the Yorubas, Dembaha Wedu of the Fawns, etc. An abundance of life force which is acquired through proper diet, adequate exercise, and the avoidance of sensual excesses is required for the developing of developing the strength to live truth. The implications of this fact are that as long as people are kept ignorant of how to cultivate their life force and worse, kept indulging in a lifestyle characterized by wrong diet, sexual excesses, etc., that they will never intuit understanding to find the strength to live truth. Society then must be doomed to ever-depending decadence, 
Salvation, they teach, can supposedly be achieved by asking for God's forgiveness after a life of debauchery. Ma'at is generally depicted as a woman holding the Ankh cross symbol and the Heka Ung in one hand and the papyrus scepter, representing the book of the law in the other. On her head rests the feather, her main symbol, which is the standard against which the will of the the initiate is weighed. In one pan of the scale is placed the heart, and the other the feather, which symbolizes the lightness of truth that is the absence of emotional force that characterizes the action of truth. A fact little known to Egyptologists is that in her furrow lays concealed the scepter of flint, which she confers upon the initiate after he has been found to be true of heart, to have lived truth. That is to be used to kindle the fire of Ra is a hint regarding the life force arousing power of living truth. This is the key of supreme mantra, mantra awakening, secret that has eluded many yogis for millenniums. Many believe that mantras can only be aroused by receiving them physically. Yeah, from the guru. Psychically from the guru. Next section. Hekhuti. Herekhuti, also called Heru Behutet, is the divine principle that safeguards our existence from the injustices of others. It works sternly through the law that states that you reap what you sow. But consistent in being just with others, you will be spiritually protected by this divine power. Its aggressive power is also the foundation of the temperament of natural athletes, warriors, business executives, and so on. In the comedic tradition, it is the form in which Heru fights against Set in order to regain the throne, that the latter upspurred the seeming contradiction that arises from considering the Eru Betut, a form of Eru, is cleared up when we realize the ultimate, that ultimately there is only one deity in the world with different faculties. While Eru corresponds to the steady supply of noradrenaline, noradrenaline that enables us to carry out all activities of externalization, Herukuti corresponds to the extreme surges of adrenaline that support our aggressive sexual arousal and immune responses. Here ends the reading at the end of page 227. This is chapter 17. The deities of the Metu Netter.